Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. So today's podcast, Timbo, is, and everyone listening, is potentially one of the most important things we should be focusing focusing on in our training, if not the most important, and that is the basics and mastering the basics and sort of, uh, to quote yourself, leaving your ego at the door. It's something that I have some personal experience of not doing, so I can talk from that respect. Um, but yeah, we're going to delve into a little bit of why uh, it is important and probably the most important and then how we can sort of integrate that into our mindset then affect our training. I'm going to keep this intro basic, Jacko. Let's get straight into it. Um, we have got, if you don't know, we've got some programs on our online platform which are entirely designed for people trying to get into calisthenics. It's an area that we are massively passionate about. If you look at things in calisthenics and you kind of go, oh, muscle-ups and handstands and human flags looks really complicated. When we first started the School of Calisthenics, it was all about trying to make it more accessible for people to get on board, to get the benefits and the enjoyment out of progressive bodyweight training. So with that in mind, we've got some really good resources, our bodyweight basics training program, beginners push, push up and our dip program, our handstand program is designed for the beginners. There is so much stuff you can get into if you are on, at the start of your calisthenics journey. Yeah, and let's, let's be honest, Jimbo, bodyweight basics program, it's got basics written in the title, baby, like... It says exactly what it says in the tin, like Marmite. Is that right? No, Ron Seal. <laughs> Ron Seal. Marmite. Oh, Marmite. Marmite and Ron Seal, they're pretty much similar, aren't they? Yeah, same. Probably tastes the same. Um, <laughs> yes, so should we get into it, this week's conversation? Uh, yes, well, I just wanted to point out that the Bodyweight Basics program, had a lot of people uh, obviously been using that as part of their training regime. It's been that, that popular one that we are going to be producing a... A course that's going to be six weeks long. We're going to be able to work through some live sessions uh, for over the period of six weeks, uh, like we've done in the mobility course that's currently running. Uh, there's going to be one specifically for bodyweight basics to work through week by week with a coach live, watch those sessions back, have all of the resources, but rather than just working through it at your own pace, you're going to get some some coach-led sessions um, within that. So that is, uh, that is coming in the future. We haven't got the exact release date for that now, but just keep an eye out for that. If you are interested, you understand you need to do some more work on your basics since you want some help with the basics join us for that one that structure is so important right in terms of just having the accountability of a session you've got the coach to ask Mm. questions to you can get live regressions and progressions you don't have to kind of do the unpicking of the training program yourself you can just follow along there's loads of reasons to get involved in that one it could be a really nice little kickstart to give you that real platform to delve into some other stuff in calisthenics so don't miss that out don't miss that when it comes out was the order of the words i wanted to say right let's get in to this week's podcast Roll that jingle. Now, this is always an interesting subject because when there'll be a lot of people out there that will have heard the word in the title basics and thought, that's not for me, boys. I'll listen back in next week. The reality is, I hate to tell you, this is exactly for you and it's for everybody because the basics are not always basic. Sometimes our interpretation of that can be relative to our uh, progression or our level of training history. 
I still do a huge amount of basics in my training program. And I'll define what, what I mean by that. And there's probably two definitions, really. Basics for me are fundamental movements. So that will be horizontal, vertical push and pull patterns. So push-ups, horizontal rows, pull-ups, handstand progression or pike push-up progressions, I should say, would be the vertical pressing um, patterns. And you just start to scale those as you spend more time in calisthenics. So you can make them more difficult by, let's say, let's say the horizontal pull position. You can start with your feet on the floor with the body at a nice tall angle, makes it relatively easy. You can then start to move your feet forward, elevate them on a box, put a weight vest on. That for me is all basics. They're yeah. just referring to the fundamental movements. But the basics in calisthenics, and this is one of the best things about it, are super accessible to anybody who wants to get started. There is always a way that we can dial back a bodyweight movement within those patterns that I just mentioned to make it accessible for somebody who has done zero calisthenics before. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's that connotation of, um, you say, that word basics, then actually in our head, sometimes like just translating that as like, oh, that just means easy stuff. Um, and... If I'm just doing stuff that's easy, I'm not sort of progressing. And that that connotation is like correct to a degree, but it depends on how we're it's we're misinterpreting basics and, and what easier. So um if I'm doing a an easy exercise, it doesn't mean it has to it might be less uh complex or less like um high-end strength work, but it's still like a basic movement that I don't have to make that easy if I make sure that like the load that I'm using or the position I've got my body in for that like makes it still challenging for me. It's rather than like if we're constantly doing stuff that we've talked about this many times, like constantly doing stuff that's like too hard or too complex, like it's just potentially too much demand and too much stress and therefore then less adaptation onto the to the system. And it makes me think back to um we've talked about I think we actually had a podcast. We've talked about it a few times before I think we had a title of a podcast being like um something about there's no such thing as a magic bullet or that idea of like searching for the magic bullet, which we often think is like potentially something a bit like, bit we haven't discovered yet um, and a little bit more, it's going to be complicated potentially rather than actually if there is a magic bullet, it's probably absolutely mastering um, the basics. I remember being uh, when we were, uh, it might've been the UKCA conference that we presented at, but, at the, but someone out, I can't remember if it was that year or not, but there was someone presenting, um, um, I'm going to forget his name, but like a big, a big wig and a big dude, like a big, strong dude and a big, big wig in the SNC world. And, um, and apologies, I can't remember his name, but, um, his, I think it's the title of his talk was basics, 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 and more basics. And he was talking about from a strength perspective, like doing super, like doing things like farmer's carries of being like, that's a basic movement, human movement pattern of like holding something and walking. Now it wasn't necessarily, he didn't make it necessarily easy because he'd have been holding, the, it was a big dude, like he'd have been holding something very, very heavy, but the movement itself was con it was considered to be like a basic movement pattern. And I think that that really, um, that was a number of years ago and probably really did a really great job of just like hammering that home. And if if anyone's like not that sure about, oh, well, I don't, I don't know, boys, like sort of, I'm pretty cool at the basics. I just need to like crack on and do some harder stuff. Um, there's... There's no one in the world of training that doesn't have an element of just getting better at periods of time where they get better at just mastering and mastering those basics. Well, it's all relative, isn't it? Let's take it into like a wider training conversation and go, um, let's say a bench press uh, might be a basic exercise. Like it's that you're lying on a bench and you're pushing a, a, a bar over your, uh, above your chest. 
that's not a basic exercise if you're doing a one repetition max. It's 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 hard out intensity. Mm. The same thing would be for someone doing a power clean. If you've done a lot of power cleans, that becomes a relatively basic exercise because that's the the, the complex movement like a power clean becomes basic when your central nervous system in your body, your kinetic chain, is able to deliver that execute that movement pattern, mm. and then it becomes something that you know. A handstand for me is a basic exercise because I've done it so much. So it's just, it goes back to what we've talked about, about your physical um, literacy or your catalog of movements that your body knows broadens out and then those patterns become relatively basic. But what what is determined as, to your point, Jacko, around, is it basic? And and that's always going to be relative to the level of intensity that you're training at. When we're talking about this in calisthenics, I think when we refer to the word basics or the basic exercises, we are thinking about these just real fundamental movement patterns and not chasing more and more complex skills. So for me, doing a handstand would be a relatively basic exercise. I know that's not the same for everybody, but just listen and it, and and it depends out. on your journey like you know when exactly. you started it wasn't the best so it, it is it is the, it, it ebbs and flows as we yeah. develop right and and but doing something like a let's say a more complex movement like a 90 degree handstand push-up that takes a lot of skill acquisition and a lot of time and specific strength but what's going to get me better at that movement is just doing more vertical pushing like in a basic pattern that yeah. could be as simple as feet elevated pipe push-ups and getting some volume in there or i might go and do something which is going to give me a little bit more intensity becomes more difficult so that I'm building more maximal strength rather than a more volume-based adaptation by doing four sets of 10 or, or whatever it might be. I might be doing five sets of three repetitions to build a different type of strength. But what you're going to find with is that whatever, wherever you're at, whether you're learning your first pull-up or you are doing a, a front lever or something, the basic strength is going to be what underpins everything that you do. Yeah. And and that's when we're probably like to think about a basic movement as skill acquisition is not basic. If you're learning something new, it's not a basic movement because your body doesn't know it. A basic movement is something that you know well and you can do. Um, and that's that's where it really fits into this strength development type of conversation where we are just building a bigger, bigger base all the time, which allows you to go and play at a, a, a better level. And my last point before I pass it back over to you, mm. Jacko, is just around this, is if you've got like, if you're wanting to do something around body composition, in a podcast quite recently, we talked about the um, the, the, the Big and Bendy program, which I think <laughs> might it might get released on the dark I've, web. I've written that down <laughs> on the to-do list. Too. I know you have. Yeah. And somebody yeah. messaged in, someone sent me a message on Instagram saying, I'm all up for the Big and Bendy program. A oh, Big um, and Bendy get it right it was bulk and bendy <laughs> bulk and bendy i was um, gonna say, sure, bulk and bend i don't know oh, do you like the, the y on bendy bend. or not i feel like bulk and bend is like no i don't know i like bendy um i've actually been thinking about it of how how that could potentially be structured. <laughs> we're digressing we're digressing <laughs> Sorry. but if you wanted to go down that route of you're looking about body composition then we need volume in the program and you're not, you're not really going to change significant amounts of, of uh, or do make, put a big shift in your body composition if you are chasing a skill acquisition all the time because you've got to be so specific with that work. Mm. So just think about everything that you're doing can, can be underpinned by movements that you are comfortable with, that you're confident with, that you can scale with volume and then hopefully intensity. So even if you can't do a pull-up and that's your number one goal, doing more bodyweight rows it's a pattern that you know. It's a basic pattern relative to the pull-up. So rather than spending all of your time trying to try do pull-up pull, like variations, which you can do with bands and eccentrics, that sort of stuff, there's part of that. But the bottom end of your training program should always be movements that you can just bang out a ton of volume and just really get that strength of the bank because it's going to feed everything else that you're trying to do. Yeah, you talk about um, doing your first pull-up. Um, there was uh, Angie's is a... Uh, um, 
It's got you know when someone's name's got loads of those little like hyphens over like the E's and the A's and oh, things. Oh yeah. Um, means, Accents, umlauts, those sorts of things. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know what the, it means. You're like basically probably not English and like. I, I'd love to have some things on my... Anyway, she was um, uh, one, one of the members that's been following the Body Basics programme and she's done her first um, pull-up this week and uh, we need to... I've asked her whether we can share the video or not, but um, her smile at the end of that, like she comes down to pick the camera up and is like so buzzing for that first um, pull-up, which I always love to, um, love to see. And I think that one thing I was... Um, like how good that makes us feel mentally when we've done some of those things. Now that for her... It was the very first one, so is a pull-up a basic fundamental movement, but, like, is it basic for, for us at that point is is almost what we're sort of talking about. But once we start to get some of these fundamentals and basically we start to build up that base, then you've talked about this before, like, that's when we get the chance or we've earned the right to play a little bit of a, a higher level. And I think the mental side of it is what you described there, I think is really important that understanding that just because I'm doing... Uh, I'll put it this way around mentally a lot of us will find it motivating we've talked about this a number of times and we've had this own experience it's motivating which helps us be consistent when we know we're working towards something that gets us excited now um, a good example for this would be um, there's a few people this week uh, just replying to some messages around um, to, to members that are following the ring muscle up program where uh, there's a couple of people like had the same sort of issue around the transition and they they were asking around like uh, where they should focus their attention during training and they were struggling with the tricky transition and then their mind was focused on this, on, on potentially that as like I need to do some more like banded transitions and what else can I do to help with that transition and you know we talk about this at workshops and we've said it probably a number of times that if as a specific for a, for a ring muscle for example the like the basic strength is going to make the difficult transition easier. So working on your pull-up strength and being able to pause at the top is going to help you enter that transition. And then being stronger at the, and being deeper in our dip and being able to pause at the bottom of that dip and be comfortable there is going to make you uh, finishing the end point of that transition easier. So I was very much like, Let's work on those two basics, the pull-up strength and the dip strength and depth and the height of the pull-up and the depth of the, of the dip and like worry less about that transition. Like maybe just a, a few little bits of banded work to, to, to work through it, but we don't need to focus on the complex to get the complex. Um, and I think mentally, if you just say to someone, okay, just get better at pull-ups and just get better at dips, it can be a bit like, oh, but I'm a, it's just, does, that doesn't necessarily excite me so much. Whereas it's presented to ourselves in a way of like, I'm going to work on my pull-ups, I'm going to work on my dips, I'm going to work on those basics because it's going to help me do that ring muscle-up or that other thing that excites me. So I think the mental side of this is really important and just putting that spin on it in your own head is going to help you really um, embrace those basics and really want to master those basics. And I tell you what, when you've, when you've done a period of time on them and you've got a smile as big as, um, uh, I'm going to pronounce the name wrong, but um, uh, Angie's, then you're going to be invested in those basics. And it's those basics that are going to um, give you that longevity. It's going to give you that like robustness and it's just going to give you that sort of feel good factor for your body that you're, you're fully in control of the movement strength and you do it with us. You're going to have a bit of fun as we play as part of uh, as part of those programs, so yeah, it's all encompassing when you when you put that. Oh, I feel like it can be encompassing. You put that spin on it. 
Yeah, I wanted to just kind of like start to wrap up my kind of sentiments around this subject on giving people some suggestions of how they could implement this into their training mm. program. So if you are in the, in the sort of the camp that Jacko has just talked about where you're thinking about, okay, I'm going after this specific goal. It's a muscle up or it's a human flag or whatever it is. If you follow in our training programs, you'll find that our basics work for those kind of programs is in the capacity strength section. Mm. So you'll have gone through the, the movement preparation section, the movement patterning, which is your skill acquisition, and then there'll be some specific strength in the applied strength section. And then there'll be probably two or three exercises in a capacity strength part of the, of the, exercise, of the training program. Those are typically just going to be dips, pull-ups, press-ups, variations of those sorts of things. Now, if you're training towards something like a muscle-up, it's really easy to kind of just dedicate loads of your session time towards that. Mm. Don't get stuck. And se- sometimes you might need to, and for this a handstand is a, is a nightmare for this one, but mm-hmm. sometimes what you might need to do is set yourself a clock and go, I'm going to do this for 10, 15 minutes. I've got an hour to train, but I'm going to leave myself 25 minutes just to get basic strength work done because I promise you, you'll see, you'll reap the benefits from that. Often if you're trying to do something which is difficult outside of your current ability, the more you try and kind of push that, the more fatigue you're going to get and the less reward or benefits you're going to gain within that session. You're often better just giving yourself a dose of that 15 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever the next movement might demand, and then going, I'm just going to go and build strength on top of this rather mm. than trying to kind of chase that. I'm just going to get it next time. I'll get over the bar next time or I'll balance it the next time in my handstand. That route is, it doesn't yield a huge amount of return. So at that point, you can cut it off and go, right, it's strength development time. And I promise you, you're going to feel the benefits with that, both in the short term for the objective you're working towards, and then also longer term as you go on to go and learn the next progression that you're not even really thinking about yet. But there is one of what you want to go and do next. And you can set yourself up for better success now uh, by getting building that bigger base of strength. The other camp of people is probably where I'm at. And I'll put myself in the same group of people that are doing bodyweight basics where I just want to kind of do basics all the time. I'm not really chasing any specific goals at the moment. It might be that my basics program looks a little bit different to somebody who comes in fresh onto bodyweight basics, but the principles are the same. It's a lower body, push, pull, upper body, push, pull, hybrid program with some core training. That's what I do five days a week if that's what I can get in training wise. That will be my program. Um, it's not complicated and I'm probably also mixing in a little bit of strength and play stuff within that as well. So um, the ring kind of variations, I might start rather than doing normal push-ups, I might be using the rings to do some archer push-ups or that sort of thing. But again, back to my earlier point, these are patterns that I know well. They're, they're relatively comfortable for me. I can load them with some complexity by changing the, the number of repetitions I'm doing, the amount of time I hold in a position, whether I put a weight vest on, if I combine it with something else, what the rest period is in between sets. Do I do them slower so the tempo is harder um, or makes it more difficult? All of that sort of stuff is just creating the progressive overload or the stimulus that Jacko mentioned before and it's just building a bigger depth of my basics. So if you're listening to this and you're sort of like, yeah, but I find the basics quite boring and, and not, that, not that challenging, just go back and do one thing. Go and play around with tempo. Take your 10 mm. sets, ten dips that you can do for four or five sets because they're easy at body weight and go and do 10 dips with a four-second eccentric. So you're going to lower down for four seconds and then try and do four sets of those. Do the same things with your pull-ups or go and try something like an archer pull-up and all of a sudden you'll realize that your basics aren't that, aren't that good. And you go, right, okay, I'm going to go and build this bigger foundation of strength, but I'm just going to go and tweak it. So you've got some new movements to play with or some new variables which you're going to introduce, which are going to create a brand new stimulus that is going to kickstart 
your strength development within that phase, which is then also then going to start to go and add some more um, some more depth for you. And, and these are the ways that you build one bigger base of strength for more complex calisthenics movements. Or like me, I just kind of like the basics at the moment. I, I like going into a session where I haven't got to think of complex skill acquisition. I'm playing around with lots of different things. It meets my objectives from a volume perspective of body composition. To, to change body comp, we just need to get more volume in across a week at a certain intensity. And you're going to get way more um, adaptation and results in that area around the basics in calisthenics than you are from chasing super specific movements. Um, so that, because you can do more of it effectively, it's just easier to do more horizontal pushing than, than it is to kind of get in high, high, high acquisition, skill acquisition movements. So have a think about how you might be able to break some of this stuff down. But whatever camp you're in, whether you're training for a specific movement, get basics in. Whether it's within a human flag session or it's a separate session to its, um, a different part of the week. Or if you are just kind of joining bodyweight basics or looking to just kind of do real kind of what we might call as more simple training with with patterns that we know start playing around with some of those variables that I mentioned and you're going to all of a sudden realize that basics are not that basics and there's lots and lots of, of, of road left ahead of you to continue to progress down yeah and uh, I just wanted I just wanted to pick up on one thing that was like uh, where you made a good point around like handstands could be an example where or depending on what you're doing in your training you can spend that much time messing about trying to get this I'm going to get it next time I'm going to get it next time you actually um, even if I go back to that um, ring muscle-up example, like spend too much time on the, the transition, going, I'm going to get it next time, I'm going to get it next time, and actually you don't do the strength work that's going to get you there. Um, one example would be, um, and I know I'll see whether you've been there on this too, but, but people listening, like I'm sure some people, I can't be the only one that's done this, where you're like, you think you're really, cl- you're like, oh, something just felt really good. You get get the camera out because this next one's going down. Like <laughs> I got this next one. And then you get your camera out. And then when you've got your camera out, You've made this like commitment to yourself where you're like, I'm going to get it. And then basically you don't get it, but you like still feel good. Then you've like, you've sort of, you're so half videoing, you know, well, that's a good fail. Maybe I'll keep that fail for later. Once <laughs> I can go. Yeah. And then you're like chasing in this, this session becomes this thing of like trying to get the thing that you thought you did, or maybe you did one, but you didn't record it. So if it wasn't on Instagram, it doesn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> so or, do you know, we'd always like getting into that. And something we will encourage people to do is to video what they're doing in the session so they can see what they're doing get some feedback from it but it's uh, like anything it can be a bit of a double-edged sword and um uh, i think that there'll be some people some people will probably be laughing along going yeah i've 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 been there and i know i've wasted 15 minutes of my training session trying, trying to get the right get video thing so um use Absolutely. the video as and when is necessary but it just uh another example where you may fall into a little bit of a trap where ultimately you're just not getting strong you make a great point and, and the calisthenics can be so distracting with that. But one of the biggest things that you're going to need to do with basics training is density. You're just going to pack work into a session. Um, so just like I, I find that my watch is super useful for that in terms of like I said, I've got a, um, a Garmin so you can set it to strength training and then it gives me my rest periods and you just try and be strict to those. So it's a 60 or 90, 90 second rest and then you back in. Don't try and like don't let yourself get distracted and if you're in the gym with other people that can be quite challenging as well but just be really focused on what on what you're trying to do um, and just pack in work into that 45 minutes in basics you don't need an hour and a half i promise you that mm. to get a good workout you can get plenty of work done in 30 to 45 minutes uh, yeah. to create enough stimulus and if you're bagging those sessions on a daily basis or and then consistently over a number of weeks you're going to start to really see the benefits. Just yeah. keep tracing that intensity to make sure it stays difficult. Remember, if you can't, if you're finishing a set with this kind of work, where we're talking like, let's take horizontal rows as an example. If you're leaving four, five, 
maybe two, even two reps in the bank of a 10 rep set. So you can do 10, but you could have done 12, 13 or 14 repetitions of that intensity. You need to make it more difficult because your body can do what you're asking it to do. So there's therefore no stimulus for it to adapt. So keep trying to nudge that arm and keep a training diary. These things we sometimes, it's much, much easier to quantify them. If you know from one week to the next, I did last week, I did three sets of eight. So this week, I'm either going to go and try and do three sets of nine, which is progressive overload. We've done more than what we've done before. Or I'm going to go and do four sets of eight. Or I might even go four sets of six if I, if I can't do that. But somehow mm. we're looking to nudge that volume and intensity across a number of weeks um, to really build that depth. Yeah. Um it was just, just it made me think of the of the the, the bulk when you said density i just immediately thought of the balkan balkan bendy program and like <laughs> how you how you match how you match periods of uh, of of strength work with bendy work um yeah tricky that's to be to be um it's it's currently it, it's it's I, I, i'd be lying if i said i wasn't doing some experimental work in my own training around the bulk and bendy program soon to be soon to be released it's a difficult one because you end up getting like you don't want to be too bendy for bulk work like you well, don't want to be too bendy when you like then going to go and try and create a significant amount of fatigue in the muscle so but, it's so it's like yeah, when it's, it's when and where and how it fits in mm. but no, there's nothing cooler well there is but it's fairly cool when you see you know like a proper mega mega bodybuilder but then when they do their like uh, their pose where they like slight they're doing like a cossack mm. squat, but they're like basically in the splits because they're because they're that that flexible. And everyone goes, Oh, I thought if you're really muscly, you couldn't be flexible. Like, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah, think again. He was on he's basically on the Balkan Bundy program and has been for a long time. <laughs> Right, we're going to sign off this week. So I hope that's been useful and encourage you to go and play around with the basics. There's a lot of enjoyment to be had in it. And if you think it's boring, as I said, go and play around with some new variables or go and have a look in our strength and play tutorials library and just get a few, don't go for the super complicated stuff. Go for a few things that just look like, oh, it's a different type of push-up or pull-up that I've not done before. I'm going to try and slot that into my program. And you're going to start to really, you get some of that buzz that you get when you're doing skill acquisition-based calisthenics for, for the bigger movements. Um, but I know for a fact, if my pull-ups are, are okay, my archer pull-ups are not like the archer pull-ups <laughs> is a different level um and, and I, I might be able to go from doing 10 pull-ups to be able to get in like maybe four five or six like archers yeah. it's just a completely different um different demand really in many ways and that freshens things up for me i like it yeah um tim mentioned there the the strength and, and play programs that we have inside the virtual classroom there is currently for the month of october a uh, a special discount on the uh, as if you've got a membership it's already part of your membership so you're all good but if you haven't got a membership yet and you're interested in uh, having a little bit more play uh, in your training there's strength play tutorials and the conditioning workouts uh, as a special bundle it would normally be uh, 100 quid but it's a 33 percent discounts there's a third off so it's 67 quid for those the link will be in the show notes to check that out if you want to spice up your training basics and have a little bit of uh, strength and play in your life and in your training then do check that one out as i say if you're already a member whether you stand a membership or vip it's already part of your membership baby so you can just dive right in it's worth noting on that one. Though. It's not the strength and play tutorials. Let me just give you a little bit of more information about it. <laughs> Within that, there's like movement exercises, play-based movement exercises. Yeah. So there's mobility as part of that. There's loads of strength stuff in there and there's some stuff which is we call play, but it's just a lot of fun things. So there's push and pull variations. There's some core stuff. There's loads of things to get you to challenge you to move in different ways. So if you like the mobility, well, you want to yeah. get strong. There's like, there's tons of stuff in there. There's pistol squats, um, tutorial in there, like five, six exercises that will get you towards that. There's 
is like it's packed. It's, it might be. It's, it is. It is a gold mine within a gold mine of the online trading programs. Um, what, what more could you want? There you go. Check it out right. if you haven't done already, team. And uh, so that's it. That's yeah. our, our conversation around basics. Um, let us know how you get on, and we look forward to um, to seeing your progress and expo- experimentation. Yeah. Uh, so if you uh, if you've listened an avid listener to the podcast or whether this is your very first one, but if you haven't given us a review yet, we'd really appreciate a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen to the uh, to the podcast. Um, it really does help the podcast grow and reach more people. And if you yeah, if you've got any feedback for us or any potential topics or guests you'd like to see us try to weasel our way into, then uh, do email us or send us a message on social. Uh, Instagram is probably the best place for that or emails are david at scorecardscience.com or tim at scorecardscience.com we look forward to hearing from you and if you've got a friend or a loved one that you think they don't spend enough time on the basics this is a podcast for them send it to them with our love and uh, introduce them to the podcast it's actually a metaphor for life do the basics better there's not many areas that you're not going to get better if you do the basics even like cooking Cleaning. Cleaning. <laughs> yeah, I know, that, that list could go on for a while. Yeah. But anyway, enjoy that. And um, until we speak to you again, keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength, and play. Class dismissed.